Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. We want to say happy International Women's Day. And our next guest is CEO, lead storyteller, badassery advocate, and award-winning actress, Welcome Jay Herman. Thank you so much for having me. I've given our audience such a brief bio. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you'd like them to know about you? And Oh, my gosh, that's uh, very generous of you. Thank you. So, yes, my name is Jay Herman, and I am what I call a badassery advocate, or you could call that an empowerment coach. But I also work with writers and authors, and specifically, I specialize in working with bloggers to help them get their story out to the world. Um, talk about what is badassery and how is it used in creative and business pursuit? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question. In fact, I was talking with a client today that an easy way to sum up what badassery means in business is embracing your vulnerability as a strength rather than a weakness. And what is your vulnerability? I think my vulnerability is very in line with what most people uh, suffer with, imposter syndrome, worrying if you're good enough, if you know, you're know you doing it right or if you're doing as well as the next person. Um, I would say overall, that's my biggest vulnerability and I, I embrace that. I, I choose to show up even when, when I don't feel like I, I want to show up or that I feel qualified to show up. And I, I feel like that's the crux and that's, that's really the, the foundation of badassery. And what is your zone of genius? Oh my gosh, my zone of genius. I I consider myself a multi-passionate person. So my my zone of genius uh, probably overlaps through different fields, but ultimately the the main theme through most of everything I've done is storytelling. I, I feel like whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera, in front of the mic, behind the mic, or even helping you know, clients with their, their self-promotion and marketing, it's helping bring out the story, the person behind the brand. I think that's, that's my, my biggest strength in my zone of genius. And how is our personal story, how does it have the potential to heal, inspire, and encourage others? Our personal stories have the power to heal, to encourage, to educate, to entertain on so many levels. But mostly as as people, as human beings, we connect with one another on a very fundamental level, right? But when you hear what someone has gone through, you read what someone has gone through, you connect with them, you have foundation, you have common ground, and that, that brings you in. You know, I tell people that marketing is strategic storytelling. It's connecting with your audience and letting them know where, where you came from and why you do what you do and, you know, finding that common ground. And tell us your story. Oh my goodness. My story, my personal story. So I, I came to be where I am now specializing in uh, storytelling specifically with bloggers because that was how I got started. I had my first foray into being an entrepreneur in 2002 as a jewelry designer. 
but that led me to telling why I did that and why I was working with certain uh, distributors and you know why I took an, an environmentally friendly stance. And in doing that, I connected with so many writers and so many people who were also following that same path. And I thought, you know what? It's not just about my story. It's about everyone being on the same journey. So maybe we could pull that together and tell our stories together. And that that turned into a magazine of sorts. And, and so I was able to launch a magazine with five other manage, managing editors. And we did that for several years. But then I found over the course of doing that and starting a media production company and working with other businesses, you know, to get their marketing stories out in the world, I was sick. I was suffering. And in fact, I was dying. I was sick for about 10 years and doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. They kept telling me it was menopause, but I knew it was something else. And uh, after reading stories from other women who were going through something similar and I figured out what was wrong with me. I went through surgery and I got on this healing journey and I realized I needed to pay that forward, that I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't read the inspiring survival stories of other women. And so that became the crux of my rebranding so that I could focus strictly on helping other people in their storytelling journey. Who is your ideal client? My ideal client, my ideal client would be creative entrepreneurs, uh, purpose-driven creatives who perhaps they're in the second part of their their career path or uh, a, a creative professional who realizes that they they have a legacy to leave. And a part of that legacy is helping people understand how they got to where they are and that can help inspire someone else. So it's, you know, primarily I work with a lot of women, but it's, it's women who are at that midpoint in their careers or at the latter part of their career and they realize they have a legacy to share. Jay, thinking of legacy, when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? It's interesting. That's that's a very interesting question. My 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 niece, who is now uh, in college, I remember some years ago, she sent me a message on Instagram telling me how proud she was of me for being kind and generous and open. And that is the highest compliment I believe I've ever received in my entire life. And so that is how I would love to be remembered. There are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. A brand that I admire and why. Mm, I guess it would be a little selfish to say my own um, <laughs> in, in that I, I appreciate where I've been and where I am now. But a brand outside my own, who do I appreciate? There, there is a young woman who dominates Instagram. Her podcast is Feel Good Social, and she has a marketing agency, and she helps people uh, bring their brand story online in social media, which is an area that I try and stay away from. I really appreciate that she keeps it real that she is authentic in everything that she does and she doesn't hold back, but that she's also very generous in her time and how she relates to her clients and just the public in general. She's someone I admire. 
fill in the blank. Thank you, pandemic, because. Ooh, Jesus. Um, thank you, pandemic, for validating what I already knew. Um, I have been, I, well, I'm an introvert and I've been working from home. I've been working remotely for the greater part of most of my careers. And so I feel like when most people were trying to find their footing, they were trying to get accustomed to working from home. I, I've been doing it. So it was validation that, you know what, this, this works for me and I don't need to change that. Jay, I want you to have a monologue. I want you to name this person living or not. This person has inspired you so much. What are you saying to that person? And who oh. is that person? Oh my gosh, that is a wonderful, wonderful question and segment. Uh, I thank you. Maya Angelou for inspiring me with your tenacity, with your work, with your vibrancy, with your activism. You have helped me understand that my vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness. And I am so, so, so very grateful to the example that you gave me. What problem exists in the world today that you would like to solve? A problem that exists in the world that I would like to solve. Kindness. I would love to find a way to sprinkle kindness on everyone and in such a way where it's obvious how to pay that forward. You know, I I have a I'm outside of being a storyteller and and an actress for theater. I've done some television and some commercial work too. And one of my directors, Carol Kleinberg, who's an amazing woman, she told me of an example of kindness. The example was she was at Starbucks and she went out through the door and she didn't hold the door for the person behind her. And he screamed at her. He screamed and yelled and said, what is your problem? And she said to him, sir, I am so sorry that I didn't hold the door for you. But you see, I just buried my husband and I'm not in my right mind. I'm so sorry. That has stuck with me for over a decade. And we don't take the time to imagine what the other person is going through. And if we do that, if we if we took if we took a moment to be kind, not understanding or not realizing what that other person is going through, that, that, could, that could ripple and help so many people. Talk about self-care. What does self-care look like for Jay Herman? <laughs> oh, self-care. Um, I, I talk to my clients and my, my, my vibe tribe quite a bit about self-care and believe it or not, self-care for me is writing it out, you know, not just the, the blog posts or the, the marketing com components or things like that, but just getting my thoughts out on paper, my own time, the way I want, there's no format, there's no structure. That for me is a big part of my self-care because the voices on my head don't stop. And that's a good way for me to, to get them out of my head and heart. I've heard it described self-care is physical, mental, 
spiritual, and emotional. Which one of these is speaking to you today? Well, I don't do as much of the physical self-care as I should. So mental and emotional speaks the most to me, especially during this pandemic. Um, Just, again, taking that time with myself and and writing it out and um, not worrying about my my words being uh, misconstrued or judged. That's mental and emotional self-care is is probably the top of my list right now. Talk about mental health and managing a business. Mental health and managing a business. Well, overall, mental health is extremely important, being, being aware of where you need assistance. But in business, not taking the time, you know, it's, I, I tell my clients quite a bit, I give them structure for organizing how to write. But then I also say, you're the boss, so you can throw it aside because it's important to go where you're led. And so if you have a day or days where you need to take a mental health and let it go, do that. That's that's a major component of being the boss is knowing and you know saying, I've had enough and I, I, I need to step step away for a moment. And what do you do when you step away? I eat popcorn and drink red wine and binge something on Netflix. <laughs> if I'm not writing something, that's that's probably the next next thing on my list to do. The word is play. How did you play today? How did I play today? Ooh, that's actually, that's an easy question. I, uh, last year I bought myself a yellow, uh, bike, a city bike for my birthday and I had it in the repair shop. It's been there for a while. And so today I took the morning to go get my bike and take a ride on my yellow bike. That is, uh, that's how I played today. Talk to a younger Jay. What advice would you have give? What advice would you give to a younger? Jay? Oh, what advice would I give my younger self, my younger Jay? Um, ultimately, I would tell the younger Jay to lighten up. That's been a big lesson for me through through most of my life is to not be so hard on myself. I would tell Jay to stay the course. I wouldn't want to give her too much information about the future because then I wouldn't be who I am today. But ultimately, I would tell her to uh, to lighten up, not be so hard on herself. Jay, talk about a story around that aha moment when you knew your business was going to be successful. Oh, the aha moment. Um. I'll be honest with you, uh, Dr. Francis, I, I haven't had that moment yet. Um, I think every day I, I wake up to a new challenge, even if it's self-imposed, and I, I strive to do better. I strive to, you know, get those things off of my to-do list. And when I do that, I feel successful. Or when I have a client who goes through one of my courses or we're working one-on-one and they have the aha moment, that's when I feel successful. That's when I feel like, you know what? 
I, I think I know what I'm doing because it's really about who I'm helping and, and how they're they're manifesting their stories. Give us one of those stories of one of your clients that really, I know you have many, um, that when you talk about that aha moment that they've had, share one of those aha moments from one of your successes. Oh, gosh, thank you. Thank you for saying that I get to, to shower some love on, on a client. Just today, I had a one-on-one -on -one session with a fairly new client. She is amazing. I love working with her. Um, we're going through mission, vision, and value, value work. And we're mapping out her editorial sequence for her new magazine. and. At the end of one of the assignments, I said, well, there you go. You've got your calendar spread out for you for the next year. And, you know, all of my sessions are video and the look on her face, she's like, oh, I do. Right. And I said, I didn't give you that. You did that for yourself. And I love that. I love setting the path putting them on it, and then they, they, they really get to the destination on their own. That, that is, I, I tell my client, that, that's soul crack right there. I can't, I can't get enough, but I, I just love that she feels empowered by doing that as opposed to, you know, following a step-by-step -step curriculum. Let's talk about repositioning. How did you reposition after a painful business moment? How did I reposition? Well, my my new branding, the J. Herman and Company, is relatively young. It's about three years old, actually. And that came after, like I mentioned, I, I was sick for such a long time and I went through surgery and I had to to reassess and I had to pivot my 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 whole business, my whole outlook. And my husband at the time was with me, obviously, along this journey, and I, I was, I doubted, I doubted myself. I, I second guessed a lot of the decisions that I was making at the time, and he called me weak. He said, "Who are you to put yourself out here as a badass when you're not badass?" And that almost broke me. It all, it almost knocked me down as much as being sick for so long. And I had to sit with that. I mean, this is, this is the man I'm married to. This is supposed to be my support system. And it knocked me back for a minute, for, for, for a few minutes, for a, for a few days, if I'm honest. And when I came back to him, I said, you know what? You're right. I am. I am weak right now, but I won't stay here. I don't stay down. I always get up. Watch me. That was a turning point for me in recognizing that I had to rebrand what it means to be badass. I had to claim my brand of badassery. And that's, that's how I got on this journey. Jay, thank you for being so authentic and sharing such a personal story. How... Talk about personal af affirmations and you quote that that's the secret sauce to success. 
talk about that. You know, I feel like it's it it might sound like a small piece, a small part of a, of a bigger plan. You know, mission, vision, values, manifesto, ethos, all of these things that we're told to work on when we start a business. But if you can't get up every day and feel excited about who you are and what you're doing, you're going to spin your wheels and you're going to feel unfocused and you're going to feel like you're suffering from imposter syndrome all the time. When you're able to sit down and craft your personal self-affirmations, your, your beacons, your the thing that you can look at and reflect on every single day to, that draws you back to why you do what you do, that will be the cornerstone of your success as a business person. What is the one thing that you do that impacts the lives of others? The one thing that I do that impacts the lives of lives of others, uh, I don't kill nobody um, when I'm feeling frustrated or, uh, you know, things aren't going quite right. I don't take that out. You know, I don't, I don't harbor. I don't, I don't hold on to negativity. It, it doesn't serve a purpose for me. And I, I would love to feel like that has a greater, greater implication. Let's take a snapshot over the last 30 days. What was your win? Last 30 days. Ooh, Dr. Francis, I got to tell you, I've had lots of wins. I'm very, very happy about that. I, um, connected with the love of my life this this month and we are uh, moving and, and nesting and that's been a great and wonderful support for me um, solidifying a new workshop for my for my clients and and working through that process and, and feeling triumphant about that those those have been I would say my my two major wins for this month. That is awesome. Congratulations. And how do you celebrate your win? Thank you. Um, I think I celebrate my wins and it's very similar to how I decompress. It's popcorn and, and red wine um, <laughs> and Netflix. I celebrate my wins in that way. But really, it's 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 sitting back and, and feeling good about the people that I help and spending time with my love. What is the biggest obstacle you have overcome? The biggest obstacle that I have overcome, the biggest, because there have been many, the biggest, I would say, uh, coming back, coming back to, to me after feeling, feeling lost and, and sick for so long. Um, it was breast implant illness that, that I succumbed to and, and, and I've had to come back from. That's been the most difficult personal challenge that I've, I've faced so far. Jay, someone is on, is having a moment right now that they're going through healing right now. Speak to that person and what would you say to them? Oh, for anyone who is on a path of healing, self-discovery, self-care, stay the course. 
but more importantly, reach out. Do not do this alone. There is someone there for you. you. If you don't have a faith, you can find a faith. You can lean on someone else's faith, but do not, do not go it alone. There, there are others who are willing to help you and um, just stay the course. Jay, talk about love, relationships, and managing a business. Love, relationships, and managing a business. It is so important to be aligned with the person who's in your life, whether that's a spouse or a boyfriend or a best friend or whoever you have in your corner that you love and you respect, be aligned. Understand what you need so that you can express your boundaries to that person. Do not have expectations beyond what you have presented to that person. Do not assume that they know where you're coming from or that they know what you need. Be expressive, be clear, be specific in what you need and make sure that you're aligned so that, you know, when it all comes down and you have those moments where you're feeling vulnerable, you have that other person who can remind you of the path that you're on, who can remind you of how strong you are, who can remind you that you are love. Be aligned with the people that are in your life. If you could spend time with one person, you could have dinner with this person, living or not, who would that person be? That's a hard one. Who could, who would I want to have dinner with? Because I've, I mean, Maya Angelou is the top of my list, but could you imagine have a dinner with Maya and Sidney Poitier? Like those two sitting down with the, and James Bill Jones, those three, oh wait, and Oprah. Like, could we have a dinner party with all of those people? I have questions. I have so much that I want to know, but I just really want to listen to them speak, you know, and, and share their wisdom. I would love an opportunity to have dinner with any one of those or all of them. And that reminds me of that dinner party. Um, I know Jer- um, James Earl Jones was not there or Sidney Portier, but um, when Oprah did her um, ladies dinner, that was very powerful. Oh, and she yeah. Um, I believe Maya Angelou there. Let's talk about data. We hear that data is king. How do you collect data? Data. Data is king. I can see how that could be. I feel like uh, healthy relationships are, 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 are more the key, but collecting data through systems You know, I I have systems that I use in my business for onboarding and for connecting with my clients. And I have, I use duct tape and dental floss to keep it all together with the many things that I use, but Square has been really good to me. I use most of the systems that they offer for small businesses, especially service providers. Flowdesk for a lot of my outreach. It's a woman-owned company. I absolutely adore them. Um, Those are the two at the top of my list that I use the most, but Asana for project management, Toggle for time management with my my staff. Um, But yeah, I have lots of systems that I kind of piece together that I've been using for over a decade. So it works for me. What have you not done in life that you dream about often that you would like to What do I dream about in life? 
Oh, I would say the biggest thing that I dreamed of was finding that that soul connection with someone and, you know, waking up every day and feeling happy and proud and wanting to travel with that person and see life through their eyes. Um, That's been a big dream of mine for a long time. And I'm, I'm living that dream right now. That's awesome. What is working well for you now in your business? Working well for me. Um, the oh, the one thing that's working well for me and my business is um, feeling like I have um, a common theme that I'm very aligned with what I offer and who I offer it to and my capabilities and how I can help others. That that feels. Um, very good for me right now after being in turmoil for so many years. Talk about raising capital to start your business. How did you do that? I've been bootstrapping (laughs) through uh, all of my iterations of being a a business person. I I bootstrap. I I've not been one to, to seek venture capitalism capital or uh, funding or even government assistance. I, I've, and I know that this isn't necessarily the right perspective, but I've kind of always felt that if I'm able-bodied and I can do it for myself, then I should, because you know, services that when they're when people really need them, they should be available to those people. You know, and I've I've not found myself in a situation where I couldn't you know get a client or do a project or do something to you know to level out you know, cash flow if I needed it. So, um, yeah, I've not really ventured to get funding in that, in that regard. What can we do right now to support Jay Herman and company? I appreciate that question. What can, what can the audience do to support my business right now? Get in touch. Get in touch, especially if you're someone who you, you know you've got a burning story to tell in a blog or your business or your personal life and you want to get it out there in the world. Connect with me and let's let's figure out a way to, to do that in a way that feels authentic and feels easy and, and, and flows. But then also too, you know, tell a friend. If you if you know someone who always has a story to tell or they've lived an amazing life and you know they've got something they want to share, let them know that I can help them to do that. And how do they connect? My website is jherman.com. That's J-A-E-H-E-R-M-A-N-N.com. What is one valuable lesson you wish you knew before starting your business? One valuable lesson I wish I knew before I started my business, uh, that it's, it's okay to niche down. In fact, it's, it's almost imperative so that you can have focus and clarity. I, I wish I had done that sooner, and I, I'm glad I feel like I've done that now. Speaking of focus and clarity and even niching down, how did you come about to that, to get to that point of that clarity and that real focus? It 
Uh, niching down for me and getting clarity and focus in my own business, I had to create a system for myself to do that because, you know, like I said, I, I was sick for so long and I, I lost my creative voice. I lost the ability to, to write even, and I needed a way to get back on track. And so the system that I use with my clients, I had to use it for myself and I still use it. Um, and in doing that and working my system, that's what helped me to niche down and then reaching out, you know, again, when, when you're in a situation where you have people who are aligned in either vision or values and goals and saying, Hey, I, I'm doing this and I, I need your help. What do you think? And so once I created the system and I was using it for myself, I reached out to, I think it was three entrepreneurs who were similar in, in their path of getting restarted or reinventing and said, you know, does this system work for you? And if it doesn't, how doesn't it work? Or, you know, how can I fix this? And that really helped me to niche down to blogging is where I started or where I had the most success. And so connecting with bloggers and, and WordPress and getting that set up, that is, that's my, another area, my zone of genius. And so that, that's the main thing that I was able to niche down to. Who are your top two influencers in your life and what lessons do they teach you? My top two influencers in life. Um, my aunt Linda is a major influence for me. She, her voice echoes in my head often when I'm contemplating a choice or an idea, or even when I'm feeling, um, when I'm when I'm succumbing to imposter syndrome, I, I have her voice echoing in my head telling me to, you know, to do make it do what it do, you know, that kind of thing. And my my uncle, my uncle Kenny, who's no longer with us, just his his tenacity and his resourcefulness and his creativity and just how he embraced being all of those things and not choosing one. What is your biggest achievement so far in life or business? My biggest achievement in life or in business would probably be the embracing badassery on my terms. That's, um, I, I love, I love, love, love who I am at this stage in my life and choosing to embrace that being me on my terms, um, I wouldn't trade that. I, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this path. I, I love people who can see that and feel like I can work with that. You know, like I'm not for, I'm not for the faint of heart. I'm not for someone who's looking for a lot of hand holding in, in that regard because the strength of character, you, you gotta, you gotta bring it. And I'm, I'm glad that I can embrace mine right now. Is there a story or a life event that you would like to redo and why? A story or a life event that I would like to redo? Mm, I honestly can say no. There isn't anything I would like to redo because I wouldn't be where I am now if anything were different. Um, it's almost akin to... I don't necessarily have regrets. I, I, I have 
situations where maybe I would want to just dial into to be a fly on the wall to see it from a different perspective, but I wouldn't change anything because I feel like that would, that would change a lot of outcomes for not just me, but for people who I've connected with. What is a parting piece of advice that you would like to offer to the audience? A parting piece of advice. Oh, um, be easy. Be easy with yourself. Be easy with others. Be, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And don't be afraid to, to share your words with the world. Everyone has a story. Everyone has uh, a legacy of their life or their, you know, their experiences or an expertise that they can and should share with the world. And I would say embrace that and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of that. Jay, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself I want you to ask the question and answer. Uh, That's a hard one, Dr. Francis. You've been really good about asking these questions. Uh, What is the question I would ask myself? Question I would ask myself. Oh my gosh. I'm not really sure I can answer that. Oh, question I would ask myself. I would potentially, okay. Jay, what are some resources that have helped you get to where you are in your business? And how can I get a hold of those resources for myself? And my answer to that would be, uh, don't be afraid of Google. Google is your friend. I have learned a lot uh, from being curious and from connecting with people who've come before me, you know, not just to pick your brain, but being specific in, you know, how do I do this? Or how did you do that? And, you know, what are some of the resources that you had? So I would say, be curious and and embrace Google. It is your friend. Jay, we've come to the part of our interview. It's called Rapid Round of Fun. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you ready for the rapid round of fun? Yes, I am. Your favorite color? Yellow. Your favorite holiday? My birthday. Your ideal car? Ooh, an old Jaguar. Your first job? My first job. A, a vacuum saleswoman. The last movie you saw? Uh, Spider Man. You relax doing what? Eating popcorn and drinking wine. Your favorite singer or rapper? Favorite singer, Mary J. Blige. Your favorite dance song? Um, step in the name of love. What food you eat every week, no matter what? Pizza. Your favorite month? Um, June. Work out or hit the couch? 
pass. <laughs> Jay Herman, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you and feel free to leave all your social media handles. My goodness. Well, first off, I have to thank you for this opportunity. It has been wonderful and a blessing to speak with you. So thank you for the opportunity. And for anyone who's interested in learning more about blogging and storytelling, please connect with me on my website at jherman.com. That's J-A-E-H-E-R-M-A-N-N.com. Thank you, Jay. That's a wrap. Thank you.